Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, episode 112. Getting a jump on your competitors when every advantage counts. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. And once again, it's great to be joining you for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. And if you're listening for the first time, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to accelerate themselves and their companies to the next level of growth and success. So, Pam, what's on the agenda for today? Getting a jump on your competitors when every advantage counts. <laughs> Good thing to do. Sometimes easier said than done, though. That's true. I just saw an article in the March-April 2017 issue of Chief Executive, and it was featuring a summary of their recent CEO-to-CEO CEO summit. Right, and we'll have a link to that report in the resources section of growthignitersradio.com, episode 112. This discussed the need for CEOs of mid-market companies to be vigilant, their word, okay. for emerging trends signaling the need to transform business models and strategies to become more digital. Okay. In the article, the author quotes one speaker saying that companies need to stay vigilant for danger and that feeling the hot breath of the Amazon wolf on my neck is a great motivator for adapting. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> While staying vigilant for danger is important, I yep. won't argue with that. Right. The visionary CEOs we work with are motivated even more by opportunities to redefine the game and change the playing field. Well, that's right. After all, being the first to new opportunities can be even bigger. And we're not just talking about spotting and leveraging new technologies here. In fact, the biggest game-changing opportunities can lie in spotting signs that the market is ripe for new breakthroughs in business models or even creating whole new business sectors like the sharing economy. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that yeah. as time goes on. I learned long ago, the more opportunities you look for, the more opportunities you discover. Sure. That's what gives you the ability to proactively pivot ahead of your competition before there's any sign of danger. All right. And of course, being sensitive to signs of opportunity in business and pivoting effectively is an art as well as a science. So that's why it seems appropriate to revisit our conversation from episode 93, where we discuss pivoting to get ahead of the competition. So with that, let's pick up on that conversation. Stay with us. There are a lot of people who talk about pivoting in different ways, uh -huh. but for the purpose of this episode, we're talking about the ability to recognize and respond to the rapidly emerging opportunities or challenges that come up. Just think about all the things that go on, uh, sure. technologies that appear and vanish, thinking about the Internet of Things, oh, for yeah. example. The advantages and disadvantages of that. Yep. Sure. Uh, new business trends like leading for social responsibility. And, mm -hmm. and we spoke about that in episode 88. Right. 
disruptive competitors appear, sure. sometimes seemingly from nowhere. Right. And this idea of pivot is common not just for small companies, because a lot of entrepreneurs we speak with talk about how they can pivot. Large companies do it too. That's right. And I think the most important thing about pivoting that I've ever heard about, and I agree, is that when you're pivoting, you have one foot mm -hmm. that's securely anchored so that you can move, but you're not totally ungrounded. Okay, that's a great analogy. Now the question is, what are the, some of the things that can help companies do their strategic pivots faster and better, more effectively? You have to be sensitive to the signals that are out there that it's time to pivot. Okay, well, that makes sense. And of course, there are a lot of ways to pick up on these signals. They range from talking with customers, strategic partners, suppliers, mm -hmm. talking with peers right. in peer groups, news articles, listening to podcasts, and bringing in experts. That's right. There are an enormous number of places where you can get critical information that will signal if conditions are changing positively or negatively. But to me, one of the most overlooked and underestimated ways to do this is by tapping into the collective intelligence from your organization. Collective intelligence. So when you say intelligence, I assume that you mean it in both senses of the word, from the information gathering and analysis, and also the, the intelligence, the collective wisdom, if you will, of the organization. Am I close to that? Yes, that that's true. And in addition to that, the organization is what pulls off the pivot, right? if you think about it. Sure. So one of the best ways to have that pivot be effective mm -hmm. is by tapping into what people are actually seeing, what right. they're observing, right. because they're going to need to act on this. Absolutely. And as you said earlier, you have to be able to notice the conditions out there in the business environment that are even signaling that it's, it is time to do some sort of a pivot. That's right. And if you think about it, all across the organization, mm -hmm. every person in every function is seeing things, right. observing things, right. hearing things, mm -hmm. just in the course of work. Right. Uh, accounts payable, receivable, right. R&D, yeah. marketing, of sure. course, human resources. So depending on how large your organization is, the more intelligence you have. And this is kind of contrarian because there are a lot of people, especially who are listeners of mm -hmm. this podcast, who would say, oh, you know, the more that we grow, we have an organization that constrains us. Drags us back. Drags us back. What happened to those entrepreneurial, yeah. you know, startup days? And yet that very organization is what gives you the competitive edge. Because it gives you the capacity to have more eyes and ears and more brains thinking about it, mm -hmm. if you do it in the right way. So the challenge is picking up on the signals and working with them in a way that's relevant, consistent, and actionable. Uh huh. So this is not an entirely new concept. Right. There are many ways that uh, people have been picking up on signals in their organizations for a long time, such as suggestion systems, focus groups, surveys, mm -hmm. and so on. Here's the thing. Oftentimes, this information is coming from certain parts of the organization right. or certain individuals and not others. So, so you get an unbalanced kind of 
portrait. Ah, okay. So you you go to the same people consistently because they're good sources of information, but they may not be the only or even the most relevant source. For example, long ago, way before I ever started Business Advancement Incorporated, I led organizational development functions for rapidly growing companies. Okay. One of the things I gained was a lot of intelligence in the course of conversations I had for talent search. I would learn a lot about the demographics. Right. I would learn about what kinds of attitudes there were. Mm-hmm. I would see what people thought about the company. Mm-hmm. You know, this is intelligence, okay. but it wasn't always tapped into. Mm. And certainly not in a synthesized kind of way with some of the other things that were going on in the company. And another challenge with getting intelligence uh, about changes in the business environment that might signal need for a pivot is that there's just so much. There's so much information coming at us constantly It's really hard to pick the strong, relevant signals. Mm -hmm. As you said, relevance is important. It's hard to pick the relevant signals out of the noise. Exactly. Yeah. Separating that out becomes a task all by itself. So it can be unrecognized or slip through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Or, of course, there's the fact that not everybody speaks up. That's right. So the key is to come up with a way to recognize how to combine these different elements so that you can get the best information and the best wisdom to make the pivots you need. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. So stay with us. We're glad you're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. We're on the web at businessadvance.com, and we focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum in their companies for game-changing results. Does this topic resonate with you? Well, we have more. Check out related episodes to expand your perspectives and take away even more immediately actionable ideas. Just go to growthignitersradio.com, episode 112, and scroll down to resources. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly alert of upcoming episodes so you'll always be up to date. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking about the fine art of tapping into your organization's intelligence so you can pivot as quickly and effectively as possible when those new opportunities or challenges emerge. Now, in the first segment, we discussed why this is becoming increasingly important in today's rapidly shifting business environment and how your organization's intelligence can be so important in detecting the conditions that call for a pivot. Okay. Now, Pam, we have identified over the years three essential components or factors that are absolutely instrumental for tapping into an organization's collective intelligence. In fact, if you think back to episode 52, remember Uh that we had Brian Scudamore as our guest. O2E Brands, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, sure. That's right. And one of the things that he has done very successfully is he has something called a huddle. Right. And we found a link to a video that shows what a huddle looks like at O2E Brands. Very exciting. 
So the idea behind this really goes with the conceptual framework that Mm -hmm. we've come up with. Right. So it's three parts. Think of it like a Venn diagram. Okay. So there are three interlocking circles. Right. And one circle is about the context. In other words... If you understand what the big picture is and Mm -hmm. where the company is going, you're going to have a better idea of when something is even relevant. Okay, sure. And it it really engages people because they understand this. And if you go back to that video, Mm -hmm. and again, we'll have it under resources, you can see how engaged the people are and they understand And they are getting information shared with them. So Brian was up there and Mm -hmm. he's talking and his leadership team is talking and people are huddled together in the masses. And they're sharing information. They're sharing good news. They're sharing opportunities. But they're talking about the strategy first. That's the context, the big picture. And so without that, who'd know what was important? Oh, yeah, that's that's right. That's right. A second interlocking circle then is about input. So you were saying, Scott, that they were talking and people were, it was an exchange. Yes. And there was a lot of information. That's right. And people uh, would go from the huddle and then uh, build on that Mm -hmm. and, and generate ideas. And the other thing that was remarkable about this input was that they did talk about things that were not necessarily working as well as they could, that they right. could be improved. It was with a positive spin on it. What can be improved? What do we need? Mm-hmm. And to do that, as they do in O2E brands, you have to have a real sense of comfort mm-hmm. with sharing not just good news, but bad news as well. That's right. And the third circle of this Venn diagram is interpretation, Okay, which was what everybody ended up coming together to do. So they were all together, all across departments, and they were coming to conclusions Mm -hmm. about what they were going to do next. So it really exemplified this whole idea of the organization's intelligence, give and take, and all of that. Now, this worked for them. Mm -hmm. This does work for them. And another company may or may not be able to pull it off the same way because it's unique to their culture. Right. So, for example, a company that has a lot of sharing in the areas of context, in other words, the big picture, the strategy, and they're also heavy in interpretation, but not input. What happens is you see a lot of decisions being made, but not as many choices Ah. in terms of what they could choose to have come out of it. Because if they don't have as many inputs as there might be hidden in the company, they are dealing with an incomplete deck of information. That's right. You're right. It it does limit your options. Or it could be, uh, say, the circle with interpretation. Right and input yep. are coming together. So you Got have- Got a lot of information coming in. People are are interpreting it and drawing conclusions. But with no context, uh, it isn't necessarily relevant. Well, yeah, they could be making decisions that don't actually really advance the strategy and the purpose of the company as mm-hmm. much as they could. But what if you have context and input, no interpretation? <laughs> Ready, fire, aim, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So- it's hard to say that uh, it would be as effective. Sure. All of these things have to work together. Yeah. And 
That's what makes it an art. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will talk about immediately actionable ideas for using your organization as an intelligence source in leading your company through a strategic pivot even faster and more effectively. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Agendas Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We want to thank those of you who have reviewed and rated our podcast series on iTunes so that more people can find us. However, others have told us they're not quite sure how to, how to post a review. That's why I've created a short video which removes the mystery from the process in just three easy steps. First, go to growthignitersradio.com. Second, Look over at the sidebar to the right of the page and you'll see a headline, Subscribe to Growth Igniters Radio. Third, click on the blue button underneath that says How to Review Growth Igniters Radio on iTunes. This will take you to an 84-second video showing you everything you need to know to review and rate the podcast. And thanks again for helping us spread the good word about Growth Igniters Radio. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are talking about how tapping into your organization's intelligence can be a real asset in leading a strategic pivot as quickly and effectively as possible when new opportunities or challenges emerge. And of course, you can get resources for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, going to episode 112, and scrolling down under resources. Okay. So, Pam, this is where we get practical and we give immediately useful ideas, tips that people can use to put these concepts into practice. Mm -hmm. So where can we start? The first place is to go back to that Venn diagram that we have under resources Mm -hmm. and decide what number you're at. Is it one, two, three, or four? Looking at the interaction of the three components. That's right. And that gives you a starting point for looking at where you're strong and where you can improve. Ah, okay. And so once you have a diagnostic, then you can start to concentrate on the specific components of context and information gathering and interpretation. So with that, What's a practical thing that somebody can do regarding context to lay a foundation for the gathering and interpretation of intelligence? Okay. Well, so giving that big picture and strategic framework right. that we uh, were discussing with O2E Brands mm-hmm. and Brian Scudamore and The Huddle is a great, immediately useful idea. You call people together and you plan it, obviously, and it gives people a wonderful idea of what's happening. One of the things also, though, is you were talking about uh, something that you experienced. Right. Uh, There was a company that uh, I had worked with where they had an intranet site Mm -hmm. that because they were more distributed than O2E was, they had multiple sites. They had an intranet site that was secure And on it, the organization's leadership had put the vision of the company, but they also got more practical in saying, this is what the organization is about, and these are our strategic, main strategic objectives for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. 
And that context provides almost a shopping list for what's important for the company in terms of looking for emerging uh, threats or challenges and emerging opportunities and what's not important. That's right. So let's shift over to input. Now, this is, we just talked about the head. Right. Now we're going to talk about the heart. Ah. People have to feel safe. They have to feel that they're going to be supported if they're going to give news Mm -hmm. of any kind. Again, going back to that example of O2E, what you could see is that even when people were talking about things that weren't working as well, and there were areas for improvement, it was okay. Yep. Sure. You have to create an environment where news is welcome. And even more importantly, people feel like when they bring something forward, it's listened to. It may not be acted on, Mm -hmm. but it's acknowledged. There's nothing worse than sending some information uh, into your internet. And you get crickets. Or into a meeting. And you you get this cricket noise. And that just extinguishes almost worse than being discouraged mm-hmm. is being ignored. You 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 ignore information and people will stop bringing it. So another immediately useful idea is to respond to somebody who's brought you some information, especially if it's in an area that you don't usually hear from. Okay. So Pam, what's uh, a piece of practical advice that has to do perhaps with interpretation? That would be setting criteria. You know, there are a lot of times when people get information, Mm -hmm. but they don't have criteria to sort it. And not enough, maybe. Okay. So it's the importance of making sure that everybody has the same type of criteria to Mm -hmm. use so that we can all evaluate in the same way. Okay. So by criteria, it's uh, ideas of this is important to this particular strategic objective. We're looking for this type of challenge. We're looking for these types of opportunities. And I've seen organizations that really lay out a whole framework for this is, say, for instance, for a particular product or service. This is the personality of that product mm-hmm. or service. Uh, this is what we stand for. These are This is what we don't stand for. And these are the sorts of things that we need to be on the lookout for. Mm-hmm. Opportunities that will advance us and challenges that may block us. And, it, and those challenges could be not just direct competitors. It could be something coming up in another uh, area. It could be a regulation. It could be something legal, any number of things. And the more specific you are without going crazy, the more that people can say, ah, okay, I I have these these pieces of information. We're going to get together and we're going to uh, use the criteria to say, this is is an area where we need to pivot. Mm -hmm. Well, now imagine coupling that information, which again, you came out of R&D. Sure. Couple that with maybe some information out of receivables, Yeah. where a particular product line is slow in receivables, Yeah. Uh, or that you're getting a lot of information from, let's say, whoever is servicing right. your product, that there are some changes in terms of how people are receiving the product, mm-hmm. And or you're getting information from human resources 
about some trends in what it's going to take to get the rare talent uh-huh. that you need in order to bring a new product to market. You combine all of those things. Yeah. Now you've got some powerful information. And that's, that's so important, getting a diversity of ideas and viewpoints, because what I think is important or what I don't think is important may be something that you do, and mm-hmm. if you bring it to me it may spark an idea in sure. me, or we can put disparate pieces of information together, like any good intelligence network does. And now you have something that's much more powerful. So, Pam, it's been a great conversation. Do you have any final thoughts on tapping into the organization's collective intelligence? Some of the best intelligence for pivoting resides right inside our organizations. Absolutely. The more we tap into it in a way that's relevant, reliable, and actionable for everyone, the more successful the pivot will be for your company's journey of growth, both in the short term and in the long run. Okay. Thanks, Pam. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To get show notes and resource links for this episode, including the Venn diagram that we've referred to several times, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 112. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to consider with your team. What's the most important thing we need to address today to improve our ability to fully engage our organization's intelligence for a more powerful pivot? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.